Hey everyone, John Millen. It's Friday night, 6.30. Had a long day to wrap some stuff up, heading back home. It's Easter weekend. And um, today I want to talk about something I've learned from Marcus Limonis. You may know him, you may have seen him, but he is The Prophet. And there's a television show on CNBC called The Prophet. And he goes into companies and analyzes them and decides if he wants to invest in them financially and takes over and helps them or not. And I learned this from him since I started watching, so probably, I don't know, two years ago. But it's really interesting as I've heard him say it. You know, watching a show is one thing, but then trying to integrate it into your own life is something very different. Um, and it gives it new meaning. So it's really cool. So I'm going to share it with you. You may know what I'm about to say. There's three P's to a successful business. And I would say it's not just business if you think about it. So once you hear about it, think about it in terms of business now or an organization or a staff of people you work with. Think of it in that context, but I think it can relate to other things. So the three P's that he looks for. And so if if you think about all his knowledge, and if you know anything about him, he's extremely successful, seems to be a wonderful person, very kind, but very knowledgeable, right? He knows a lot, and he boils it down to three P's. People, process, and product. People, process, and product in that order. I was like, wow, okay. So people, now we all think that people are the lifeblood of companies, but that's not in reality how they're treated, (laughs) you know, it's a nice saying, but it's different to actually view the people as the first and most important part of a company. And that's what he does. He goes in and he says, do I have the right people? That's the first thing he looks at. He doesn't look at what they sell. He doesn't look at where they're located. He says, do I have the right people here? And it's fascinating. If you've never watched the show, it's a really, you don't have to be a business person to have entertainment value from watching it because you'll learn a lot just in general. So people is, do we have the right people? Do they have the right attitude? Do they have the right heart? And when I watch him talk about this, I think about, Southwest Airlines and Southwest Airlines says they hire for attitude and they train on the skills. They're not hiring on the skills and trying to train on a good attitude. They hire for attitude. I'm like, wow, that's that's amazing. And I've gone through a cycle being in business like we have where I haven't always done that. I've hired for skill. And I was like, oh, the attitude will come. Or I can live with the attitude. Or we'll work on the attitude. And that's hard. I'll tell you from experience, that's a hard road. Um, Unless you're hiring someone for a very specific task that may not integrate with the rest of the team and they're in isolation and they just do their thing. Maybe. But I don't know. I would say even there, there's an issue. So the people is the most important part. 
And so how this relates to us is everyone has a learning curve, right? And so we've hired some new employees. They all have learning curves, but shoot, so did I. And I'm still on a learning curve. It's not, not like I've figured everything out. I've tried to be, tried to be humble, but also knowledge. Like when I know my stuff, I'm, I tell, I say people, I tell people, I try to tell them that I'm pretty sure I know this stuff really well and I'm very confident in it, uh, very certain in it. But some things if I don't know, I'm like, Hey, I don't know, but I'll find out or I'll learn. And I, and once I learn then I can apply it. So with new people coming on board at different levels, you know, there's different learning curves. And what I'm trying to develop for me as a owner, but as a leader and as a person that's helping grow a company and help these people and help myself at the same time, right, is we can we can work on the skills. You know, as long as we're progressing in the skills, I'm good. If we tap out or cap out at the skill level, then we may have a problem. You can have a great attitude, but if you're just not getting it, then that's an issue. So that's not been an issue for us. It's really cool because we're all on different levels of learning. We're progressing. The attitude is amazing, which is actually so much better to, to try to work with than having someone that has a poor attitude, like they're grumpy or they don't want to talk to people or they, they're not cheerful or they don't bring ideas up or they don't participate. I mean, those are all very soft skills, but that can make or break a small company. And so I'm fortunate. I think we've got a really cool group that that's working really well. So the second is process. So I was like, wow, why, that's me. Why is it? Pro- why isn't product number one? You know, for me, like the specs, the engineer in me wants that, you know, why process? I mean, I like having things organized, but part of me doesn't part of my ability I think to be successful in sales and bringing on new clients and marketing is that I'm not so driven by the process every single time. I kind of wing it sometimes and I go off track a few times. So process is having an order to things when you need an order to things. And we didn't have this when we, we had, I should say that when we were small, we had you know, maybe a dozen clients, you know, 10 or you know, 15 years ago. We didn't really need to worry about a process. So we might have had one, but it's kind of loose. And, you know, first it was just Laura. And then it was then me and Laura. Then Pam joined us. So as we had three of us, it was, we had a process, but it could be a little loose because the three of us were kind of working it. But after a while, now we have 140 clients, six people. And I resisted this. I kind of need to have a process to, to attract a run on a duplicatable system. And so I'm like, okay, Marcus goes into a company and he says, that's the second most important thing is process before we even talk about what you sell or what you offer the services. So that was enlightening. So maybe in your world, think about that. Are the people, are you focusing on the people first and viewing them as assets and not liabilities? pouring into them because you know that they're going to generate a multitude, a multiplier effect of whatever you're paying them. And so the third is product, you know, product or service, whatever it is you sell or offer, whatever it is you do in your organization is the product. And, you know, for me, it's got to be a worthy service or product. Like for me, it's got to make me feel good in some way that I'm offering it. Because for years, when I was with ExxonMobil, 
you know, I sold a really good product, but it didn't mean much to me. It was like an industrial lubricant chemicals and stuff. And just, you know, hey, that's great, but didn't really, wasn't fulfilling. So it was your product mean something to you and not that you not that I couldn't have been that way I just wasn't or I, or I was initially and over time I didn't that's why I left but just, you certainly can have that reaction to whatever it is you're offering so the, the product's got to be meaningful um, the other thing I picked up is if you can't be the number one lowest provider in price of your product or service, there's no strategic advantage of being the, the second lowest. And that's a profound statement. If you can't be the number one lowest or cheapest, there's no strategic advantage to being number two. You might as well be on the other end of the spectrum. And it's interesting. I was talking, I was at a networking event this week for the Alzheimer's Association. I met someone that was in the, I don't know if I'm, it's not home health care, but kind of like, you know, people go into people's homes and help them and help them do things that maybe aren't medically related. And they've realized that they don't want to be the lowest price provider because they can't attract the right people to work for them because they can't pay them enough. So by being a, on the higher end of the spectrum, they will attract better people that will stay and do a better job because they can in return pay them more money. So that is a profound thing that I know a lot of companies struggle with because I know I have. So if you can't be the, the number one lowest, then you may want to try to be at the upper end of the scale. And it's okay to not have every customer because the clearer we get on who our target is, it's interesting when things show up. I'm like, yeah, that's it's probably not the right fit. Where before I would have been like, I'll take them all. So I hope that helps. Marcus Limonis. Someday I would love to meet him in person. I think it would be really cool. And who knows? Maybe someday we'll be on The Profit. Maybe I'll keep start writing him emails. So uh, hope this helps. Have a good uh, Easter weekend. We'll talk soon.